heavy-carrying weightlifters coming out of the warm-up room looking scared or timid. You know, they're always walking out of the warm-up room up the platform with that big booster chest, you know, with that big eagle-eyed stare, and they're just exuding confidence. You, know, you have to uh, look back on all the training that you did and realize that on competition day, no matter you know what you may think you might feel like, you're going to be just fine because you prepared for it. You know, and having that ego goes hand in hand with that. Are you ready? Did you train for it? Did you uh, did you put in the work? And uh, I think that if you look back and you tell yourself that you did, then that ego will be there. You know, um, but yeah, it's a very important part of the. Uh, I guess we could just change the word to confidence. You know. You have to go out there and believe in yourself and believe that uh, you can make your attempts, you know, because if you don't, then you're just going to get chewed up. Without a healthy ego, you're not going to want it bad enough to ever be a champion anyways. I mean, ego is self-motivating. I mean, it might be a... a, a scared to fail you might be wanting to win either one but if you don't have an ego how are you ever going to want being a champion bad enough to actually do it I mean, you got to want to be good at weightlifting very very bad to do it it's a lot of sacrifice it's hard it is, yeah. if you don't want it intrinsically ego is just a way to say you intrinsically within yourself for no outside reason want to win very very bad That's why I get so jacked up in meets and in training. And people think a lot of some people think it's like a show. Uh, you know, why does he do that? You know, he's he's arrogant, he's cocky, he's an asshole. But what people don't realize is that I have to do that. If I don't do that, I'll start thinking the barbell will get in my head. I'll start thinking about my dad. I'll start thinking about uh, how good vodka would taste right now. I'll start thinking about the pressure of the success I've already had and about letting people down. And all these things go through my head if I'm calm. When I'm calm and quiet, bad things happen. So when I slam bars and yell out Arnold and yell out Shankle and get hyped up and get the crowd onto it, it, it gives me a certain high that elevates me to lift big weight and not to think about, not to think really, just to lift, just to react to go on stage and just get the crowd into it and just react not to think at all and that's taken six years to learn you know i've bombed out in more meets than i've won everybody i've beat in the sport i've lost to and the reason for the bomb outs and the losing i don't personally think is my athletic ability but it's my head i've tried to go into meets and be calm because people's hate mail got to me so i said maybe i should try it and it's just a disaster I'm, it's kind of funny. I actually—it's pretty much like I live in my own castle. I'm, I'm a prisoner of John Norwood, to be honest with you, because there are times where I wish I was calm and I wish I could just be relaxed and chill, but I just can't. I, I gotta just go crazy all the time. See, I have, I have, I have three different methods to, tr to lifting weights. 
A is get really jacked up and be excited and energetic. B, mad. Mad lifting. Like American Open when I won gold a few months ago. I was mad. Were you mad the entire time or you got angry? I was mad the entire time because this guy from another country thought he could come in and talk shit and beat me. And I put him in his place hard. So I I had to let him know this is the USA. Oh, yeah. And I took one for the fucking team. And I wanted to fight. And then the third is just this weird zone that Donnie Shankle taught me where I just don't say or I just like, like almost a mummy. And I get this weird thing in training. I don't really do it in the meets because the crowd just like breaks me out of it. I, you know, like in the back room, I'll get like this. But right when I start to walk up on stage, I just lose it. And I just weird feeling of just like no emotion, no talking. I'm not mad, but I'm not excited. I'm just focused. What's up with Donnie Shankle? Where's he been? Donnie Shankle rips heads off lines. Donnie Shankle may be a man, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Dead honest with you. You know, Donnie Shankle was my first coach at Cal Strength. He had me squatting 13 times a day. Snatch and clean and jerk like nine times a day. Broke me down. I didn't get strong. He just broke me down. He would always say, I'm going to break you down and build you up. Well, he broke me down physically, but he never built me up. I'll tell you what he did build me up in, though, and that's the mental aspect. Best thing that ever happened to me was that one month in Donnie.
have to respect the mark. Why are we taught, and I was taught ever since I got in the sport of weightlifting, to respect the equipment. Why? See, see, here's the, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Okay, and call in if you disagree. Here's the problem, but let me finish this real quick. In boxing, what are you trying to do to that competitor? You're trying to beat him. He's your enemy. In weightlifting, we don't have another human being, right? So who are we going against? We're going against the bar. The bar, We are trying. When I walk up to that barbell, I am trying to destroy it. I am trying to kill it. Because guess what? It's trying to kill you. Because the bars, there is a barbell that is trying to break my neck. It wants to. The barbell is trying to break my neck. Well, guess what? I'm trying to break it. I'm trying to break your neck. It, you know you know what that barbell did to Donnie Shankle at Pan Am's? It broke his neck. It broke his neck. That's why when I slam a bar, my number one goal is to break it. Break his because neck. You, you fuck with my teammate bar, you break my teammate's neck, I'm breaking your fucking neck. Right. I'm going to slam you so hard, my only goal is to break that bar. So don't Killer. walk up to me and tell me to treat the equipment nicely. Well, guess what? That equipment doesn't treat me nicely half the time. That equipment broke my buddy's neck, motherfucker. So don't walk up and tell me to respect the bar. I only respect friends and family. I don't respect anything else. Who defines respect? And that's and you know what? If you disagree with that thought process I have, then that's your opinion. But when that barbell every single day of my life is trying to crash upon me, is trying to stop me from winning a gold medal. Oh, let me tell you something, young man. When I do make that lift and I raise that bar high like a gladiator with this sword, are you not entertained? I'm going to slam that bar and try not only to break the bar, but crack a platform. So the earth will fucking shatter and I will go into hell and play violins in the dark orchestra.
The Old Show by John North. I need a coffee like I need to win the Olympics. I need a coffee like I need to break the American records. I need a coffee like I need to call in sick one day so I can finally rest. Damn, I need a coffee. Training has been hell. Shit. Training is always hell. I remember in college there would be days that I would just lay around all day and play video games. Heaven. Now it's barbell in front of my face. Barbell in my hands. Barbell on my back and even in my head. This fucking barbell follows me around everywhere. Now that I've found my bar, I am almost wishing it would float away from me again. Maybe I shouldn't have wrote the red balloon. Train, train. That's all I know these days. It's almost like I have forgotten who I am. I sometimes sit in the gym watching other people come and go thinking I am missing out on life. Am I? Then I am woken up from coach telling me to lift the barbell. That fucking barbell. I don't know if that barbell is my friend or my enemy. Sometimes I don't want to lift. Sometimes I want to go outside and play. I slam the bar down at nationals, winning me the national title and making the Pan Am games all in one lift. For some reason, I didn't feel the same joy and accomplishment that I did last year at the Arnold. If you YouTube my name, you will find me winning the 2010 Arnold and putting me on the USA team for the Pan Am Championships. That moment was the best moment in my whole career, possibly life. But why not this year? You would think that this year's nationals would have brought me much more happiness. I kept looking for the rush of joy. I thought it would come any minute. It never did. Maybe my first coach, Jackie Ma, was right. She always said that it's the climb up that will be your best moments in the sport. The top will never feel the same. I now understand what she means. I have a long ways to go on this journey. The higher I climb, the more dark it gets. The less excitement I have. The less I yell, slam bars, and call weightlifters' names out before lifting. Maybe I have let people's negative comments get to me without even knowing. Maybe the war is just set higher. Or maybe reality has kicked in. That I could make an Olympic team. It's weird how you want something so bad. And you fight for it for so long. But once it is in reach, you hesitate to grab it. 
I am like an act, just getting old. The show is dying and the people are leaving. You were once a breath of fresh air. You are the crowd favorite. You are the talk of the group. Until time goes by and you succeed, the hype goes way down, the bets start to turn elsewhere, and you are just another top weightlifter sat next to you by another top weightlifter. Now I'm categorized, jumping Jonathan North is dead. Unoriginal. Just enough. Maybe this is why I was not more excited lately. I will watch others laugh and fool around the gym all day while I am leashed to the platform. I'm fine with them. They can do what they want. I have coach to talk to and my teammates who seem to come and go over the years. I will still be here, training away in my corner. If you want to find the old racehorse, the old act, the old show. I will be in the back of the gym with Coach Pendley. See you there someday. drag a fucking knife in your back. Yeah, you'll have good days, but there's way more bad days than good. You know, I come into the sport depressed and upset many times because not even really has to do anything about weightlifting, just about my life in general. You know, about my father, about my drug addiction, about, you know, you know, fighting and battling alcohol and so forth. You know, my, my past demons that I still fight with today. And learning how to channel that negativity and that 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 just that dark feeling you have in your heart and learning how to put it into the weight is what I think coach means by learning how to take your emotions and using it in uh, to your advantage and I think that that's what I'm starting to figure out is how to, to take it you know I stopped going in trying to trick myself I go in with the emotion that I have and even though I agree with Glenn, you got to come in positive. You got to just kind of try to put yourself in a good mood. You know, there are days where you know, as, as hard as you try, it's just not going to get the job done. In the back of your head and in your gut, you're going to be upset and depressed about something that's going on in your life. So what I've done is, yes, I turn the techno music on. Yes, I drink coffee and I give my teammates and my coach a high five, and and, and I'm energetic. But the depression and the up and the madness that I have boiling in my blood, I've learned how to try to direct that into the weight and go, you know what, it's like I tweeted the other day. You know, being upset and mad in a bad mood is healthy. Everybody's gonna do it, there's no stopping it. And uh, I think it's just part of being a weightlifter. It's is an awful sport. And, uh, you know, when you're in a sport where there's more bad days than good, that's, you know, that's really gonna take a toll mentally and physically. asked an old man 
What does it take to become great at something in this world? He stared at me and said, to the great pains, you must go. A lustful search in the dark is all you'll ever come to know. Ideal, uh, as much of an ideal way to as you can possibly be for for you. 